We do have a big announcement. <laughs> See ya. See ya, brother. Bonjour. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, PB babies. How are we? What is going on? What's the full what one? Is... Oh. <laughs> That's what I was about we to say. to say that. Oh, okay. Right, what, right, right. what is the full one word? What is everybody up to? Classic Mean Girls. Don't we just love a bit of Mean Girls, honestly? We love Mean Girls. It's the best fucking movie ever. Well, I personally have been waiting for this app to catch up. I've seen you being, you have been in Paris. So fill oh me in. Oh my God. Yes, guys. I went to Paris for four days over the Valentine's Day weekend for a Galentine's Day little oh, adventure. How fitting. Paris is the most incredible city in the entire world. Oh. oh my god. My I was like breathless the entire time running around this like incredible city. The buildings are incredible. The people are incredible. I was a little bit skeptical going there because everyone was like Paris is dirty, the people are rude. Yeah. Complete I've complete heard complete opposite experience. I've heard that the people are rude because if you can't understand them they get quite frustrated. No, so basically if you go in there and give it a red hot crack, they respect that you're trying. And mm. I know a little bit of a little bit of mm. uh French. Yeah. So I just gave it a like gave it a go. They respected me, they were joking around with me. I pr- I kind of understood it cuz I you know, I watch a lot of shows in French um and stuff to like try and learn and practice. So I was like there's like a few little things that you need to learn. So mm. in the morning you have to say bonjour. In the afternoon you have to say bonsoir. It's like uh, little things like that. And if yeah. you, it's when you do, it's like respect. It's respectful for them, you know, knowing those things. So if you're just at least saying those two words and greeting them properly, then you're pretty much fine. And they're lovely. They're beautiful. They're so funny. Yeah, that's good. And that's actually really true because if you think about it, you know, when we go on a walk here in Australia, if you walk past someone, mm. they don't say morning or they don't even smile at you. You kind of just like, mm, that's just fucking rude. Exactly. You're going to you're gonna think they're rude and you're going to, you know, not be too nice to them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just greeting them and trying your best. But, yeah, I was asking for the check in French. I was really proud of myself, actually. I went oh. to Paris, not really – only really knowing the greetings mm. and went home being able to say a few little sentences. So it was really fun. Go off. And I saw you ate snails. Ugh. Yuck. Dude. Yuck. Oh, my God. No. no, no. They are so delicious. What does it even take? I couldn't so get enough. Like, yuck. You pick it out of the shell and ugh. Oh, it's so – yeah, it's like a dirty shell. It is a bit scary. <laughs> oh, yuck. Absolutely disgusting. So basically a lot of people – a lot of people say it tastes like chicken. I have to disagree. Chicken? It's basically, yeah, the actual snail doesn't really have that much of a taste. It's in this garlic and parsley sauce and you dip out the snail and it's just really chewy and garlicky and it is, I don't know what it is, but I would eat that every single day. It's fucking delicious. Mm. Escargot? Mm, yum, yum, yum. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I have no response because I think it's more like eating, it's like, not live, but it's in its full animal presence on the table. It's just, mm. you know, in the shell and stuff. Yeah, no. I think that's what freaks that me out fair. the most that about it. Fair. Yeah, like I want my I want my meat dead, absolutely dead on my plate. <laughs> like 
slaughtered and I want it dead and cooked on my plate. Like it can't be like it's a living. I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean. Sorry to any vegans listening to this because that was fucking rogue. Yeah, what? Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I want you're like I want my meat slaughtered and dead. Oh my gosh, she, that was dick. that was Lemmy, yeah, sorry. Sorry, guys. That's, that's crazy Lem coming out. That was, that was crazy Lem. Jesus. <laughs> I know you guys stayed in a hostel and things like that, so how mm-hmm. was all of that over there? Was it gross or was it not too bad? Okay, another thing that really surprised me, I was terrified of staying in a hostel because yeah. just honestly the grossness, not too worried about. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I was – a little bit skeptical, yeah. especially of having like a shower in like a shared dorm. Mm. But I was really scared of actually sleeping with strangers in the same room as you. I just have like a thing falling asleep if there's someone that I don't know that it freaks me out. Yes. Although same. we made a great friend. His name was Dan. He was a French teacher. <laughs> oh. He was a little bit crazy and kooky. Yeah. But that's, that's the people you meet when you're traveling. And he came out for dinner with us on the first night, helped us order, taught me some French. Aww, it was quite funny. That is so yeah. nice. Yeah, the people you meet. And yeah. I've heard that's that's what's good about hostels and things like that is you meet people. We met so many people. It was great. And we went down and played beer pong. There was like a big hostel beer pong tournament. Aww. We were the only people that played. No one else got around it. True Aussies. Um, I... <laughs> saw the sexiest Frenchman ever sitting by himself and we were giving each other the eyes. So I went up and grabbed his hand and I was like, I need help. Come and play with me. So he played with me on my team. It was great. Yeah, that is just honestly true Aussie form right there. We love ourselves a bit of beer pong. Mm -hmm. Literally. No one else was getting around it and we set up the whole table and shit. Like it was like meant to be a full beer pong night and we had to set up the table because no one else wanted to do it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I took you guys around with me for my little day adventure in Paris when we did our walking tour. It was really fun. That's what my biggest tip would be for anyone. Fuck the public transport. Literally walk everywhere. Obviously, if you're staying a bit far away, you might have to get a one train or something into Paris, into mm. the centre. But you can literally walk for everywhere. So we walked from the Louvre to the Arc de Triomphe to the Eiffel Tower. We just did a huge walking tour. Was that – We got to see everything properly. Was that like um, a guided tour? No, no, no. Oh, I thought you were saying like you paid for like a walking tour because they're a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, we we literally just found a spot that we wanted to start. We started at the Notre Dame, mm-hmm. which was beautiful. It was under construction, but it was still beautiful. So we started there and then we went to the Louvre, the Arc de Triomphe. Then we went to the Eiffel Tower and we went out for lunch on the way had a few cheeky little French cigarettes and some wine and some olives. It was great. Aww. We just got to go around on our own time and yeah. do what we wanted, see what we wanted. We went for a bit of a shop midway through. It was just perfect. I really suggest doing that, just walking through the city. Yeah, I feel like that's the best way to start, see, honestly. Like, you don't – even when you go to places like – I know it's so opposite, but Bali, you walk around because – Mm. You see so much more exactly. of like their culture and how they do, like how they just spend their everyday lives walking around the streets. Like I find it so fascinating. Yeah, and especially in a city like Paris or even London, you miss a lot because the trains most of the time are all underground, so you don't get to see most of it. So you're mm. basically just going from each destination, which I mean is still amazing, but it's awesome to see the whole street leading up to it. And most like 
for example, the Arc de Triomphe, you can see from so far away, the same as the Eiffel Tower. So just walking towards it and watching it get bigger and all the people and the roads and just the atmosphere is just so incredible when you're walking. Oh, and the Eiffel Tower looks stunning at night. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it is, like, next level. My God. I oh I can't get this image <laughs> out of my head. I <laughs> I am literally I, I'm speechless when I think about it. It's so beautiful. Little hot tip. It yeah. only so it lights up obviously from sun sundown. Yeah. Although it doesn't sparkle, it sparkles at ten o'clock for five minutes and then every hour after, but only for five minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's weird. So I thought it I thought it was just doing that all mm. the time. No, I know. So did I. Well, yeah, I I heard a few different review, a few different things from people that it sparkled every hour from sundown. But no, it sparkles five minutes every hour after ten o'clock. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know for when. Yeah, but I head over. Exactly, but sparkling or not sparkling, it is beautiful either way. All lit up. It is fucking incredible. We went back there two days in a row, one at night, and then sat there and had. A hot dog. It was delicious. <laughs> a hot dog. And then, oh, my gosh. <laughs> how Australian of us goes to the Eiffel Tower and eats a hot dog. Yeah. Oh, my God. But then the next day we went down back there during the day and sat down and had a picnic. I drank a bottle of wine out of the bottle. So Australian again. <laughs> Ate some olives and prosciutto. It was just perfect. Perfect. Yum. Day. Oh, that sounds like you had such a nice time in Paris. Uh, it is the most incredible city. All I have to say for anyone, if you're thinking about going there, fucking do it. Like, you will not be disappointed. It is incredible. Mm. I would live there 100%. Yeah, wow. Imagine if you saw Emily in Paris being recorded. Oh, oh. Oh, my God, stop. Alfie, we were looking for Alfie the whole time. Uh, sexy. Oh. I would have actually cried if I seen Alfie in Paris. <laughs> oh, actually, I do have to say one thing about Paris. What? The transport is fucking hard it's all in french like so when mm. you're in london you go we have there's this app called the city mapper mm. you open it you put your destination in it'll say platform two on the left side heading east this train this time it gives you everything yeah in paris you do the same thing although it's all in french it doesn't give you a platform it just gives you a name so trying to find that platform out of you know, over a hundred platforms, you're running mm. around this train station trying to find your platform in French. You have no fucking idea where it is. You try and ask people for directions. They don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So you really need to at least know a little bit of French trying to get around on the transport. Uh, yeah. So I have the, I don't know why. Did you have the Google Translate app? Oh yeah. It doesn't help much. It has it, but it has because a camera. No, no. Yeah, I know you can use that, but oh. it, you, you don't get, it doesn't say like platform this. It doesn't say it's not like. Um, so in but you London, did you but you like can read it in one, like two three and they're all in order. Yeah right. Yeah yeah you can read it in Australian, uh, but the way they explain it, it'll say like, I think one of the platforms we got on quite a lot was um, Grudenor, so that means Gruda is something else, but then Nord yeah. is North. So we knew yeah. it was a North train, but we could not find where Gruda was. Like we had oh no fucking gosh. idea. So you have to run around the train station trying to find this little name but there's so much writing everywhere it's yeah wild yes honestly it's it's easier without the google translate to be honest well yes you've made me very excited to get to paris honestly 
You will love it so fucking much. Ah, so much. So excited. So excited. Oh, and there's so many hot French boys. Like, the <laughs> French men are so much sexier than London men. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. See, that doesn't matter. Obsessed, bad. obsessed, obsessed. So, guys, speaking about me being on the other side of the world, we are doing an episode about long distance today. We do have a big announcement at the end of the episode which I'm very excited to share with you all. But first, we're going to get straight into talking about long distance with your best friend and how the fuck to deal with it because we are still learning every day. Yes, we are. And honestly, when Cassidy left, it felt a little bit like a breakup. I mean, we spent every single day together until she left. We work together. We have the potty together. We're business partners, mm-hmm. all of the above. So we were together 24-7. So when you left, it was a bit of a, you know, relationships I mean friendships are just like relationships oh my god it was the worst breakup I've ever had to deal with like I've had boyfriends that I've broken up with and whatever in the past heartbreak this was oh so much worse I can't even it makes me cry thinking about it I think honestly you and I to this day are still trying to work out our boundaries when it comes to like the potty and being friends. We were at work one day and we both said to each other like we talk, we don't just talk about our normal lives anymore. Everything is work related. Everything's about Mm. PP and I think that kind of made us realize how true that is. I remember we started having a conversation like we were just being friends and trying to just have like a normal damn conversation about what we're doing on the weekend. (laughs) But it never works. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, it's so true. And we, because we were best friends before we even worked together outside of the potty, because we obviously started working together at High Smile and Squad. So we were best friends before. So we we had a great foundation, but I think adding in working together and being work best friends and then Mm. adding in a business together, it's just hard to remember where our core friendship started. Yeah. But yeah, having a business with your best friend is definitely different and a huge adjustment to the friendship as you need to learn to set boundaries with each other or working relationships, as I've just said. But you just have to make sure the core relationships stay strong. And I think since, especially me being on the other side of the world and the time difference has been hard because we do have this potty together, when we are talking, it is 90% of the time about this because we only have a small window of time to talk about every day, to talk every day. So we have still been trying to factor in telling each other life updates and, you know, keeping that friend core, I guess, throughout the whole time me being here. Yeah, I agree. I think, as you said, the time difference has made, you know, every, the moments that we have to talk, we don't have time to bloody catch up about our lives. We have to talk work and we have to talk about squad because obviously we're corresponding with squad at the moment as well. So we have two mm-hmm. work relationships going long distance that it's just not – like you told me something before and I went, oh, I didn't even know that. Like I just feel a little bit, you know, know exactly. a little bit disconnected in our personal friendship, but you know what? Shit happens. Yeah. No, so do I, but we'll get back to it. It's just one of those things that's just trying to – but that's – we are so funny. When we talk about our personal lives, we could talk for fucking days and hours. Yeah. And so I think that it's like we don't physically feel like – we are obviously catching up little bits, but we don't have that proper deep chats like we normally do. So it's – that 
is really missing and lacking from our friendship at the moment, which has been really fucking hard personally. Yeah, I feel like it's just been a little bit weird, but I think I've sadly, and as it happens, I've just adjusted to not talking to you now. You know, when you just, I'd message you, I wake up and you're going to bed. So I'm like quickly getting what we have to say about work Mm. and then you go to bed. And I've kind of just like started adjusting to it. Exactly. So when we sit down for the potty, I'm like, oh, yeah. Hi. (laughs) Nice to see you. (laughs) I know. The potty is my favorite time Uh. of the week because we get to actually properly catch up and chat and go over everything. And oh, honestly, it has been really hard for me though. Like I'll, something will go on and I have been struggling here a little bit mentally and stuff and not having my best friend to turn to at any time of the day obviously because you're asleep has been really difficult so it's that you know it is yeah it's really hard being long distance with your best friend Mm. long distance is hard in general and I just think people relate long distance to like intimate (laughs) relationships but it's not it's fucking worse with your best friend honestly (laughs) I'm kind of doing both at the moment and it's so much worse with your best friend so much worse (laughs) oh yeah, but it's just, as I was saying, like, I'm doing it long distance with Liv and also the guy that I was seeing at home. It's I, I don't know if you'd call it long distance, but I guess it is. Anyway, but I, I find that him and I are finding it hard to have, you know, a normal conversation. It's more like, what have you done today? Okay, good night. That's mm. kind of it. And it's yeah. almost the same every day. It's like, and, or, or what time is it there? Or... You know, it's not our usual deep conversations or talking shit or having a joke around or having fun. It's just kind of very black and white. Like, what did you mm. do today? You did this, I did that. Cool. Yep. Okay, good night. That's it. It's, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just long distance. People that do this full time and properly and like, oh my God, I applaud you because it is fucking hard, bro. I wouldn't even know where to start with long distance in a intimate relationship like I just couldn't no like I really take my hat off to people who who do this I just miss honestly the thing I miss the most is having a hug like from you Mm. from him from even my nan from anyone that I've got home all my best friends I miss honestly all I can think about right now is giving all my friends a hug I was thinking about it last night and just bawled my eyes out because I was just like I just want to hug my friends I'm such a cuddler as well I know the hug that she rarely gets from me but she misses (laughs) oh my god I know you never hug me you're gonna give me the biggest hug when I come home bro like honestly oh my god you need you need to hug me right now right now (laughs) right now (laughs) right now Right now, mate, please give me a cuddle. Personally, when I'm listening to potties, I want to learn something from them or get some tips. So let's give Mm. some tips on how we have, you know, gone with long distance and how it's easier to overcome it and missing someone and Mm -hmm. things like that. Yes, love that. Let's get straight into it. So I think it's really important straight up is to work out a time that suits you both. Maybe if someone has to wake up a little bit earlier or stay up a little bit later, just so you can ensure that you're having that quality time to chat and it's not just, you know, 10 minutes before bed because I have from the start, which has been amazing, really, really jet lagged. So I have been staying up a lot later, Mm. which has been amazing. But the longer I've been here now, the earlier I've been going to bed, which I've noticed it's been harder to actually catch up and talk properly. Yeah. So I think finding a time that works and maybe putting a little bit more effort in just to wake up a bit later or stay up. I think step number two is 
always make sure you're updating them, telling them how you're feeling, what you've been up to, just trying to keep that usual conversation that you would have. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is. They'll always see your text when they wake up, but just continue to text them. I know because they're not responding straight away, it is hard, but just text them as much as you can. Keep that conversation going. That is so true. I always wake up to either you spamming me or you're asleep and I'm just spamming the crap out of you because I'm like, if I don't tell you now, exactly. I will forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's what I do because if I don't tell someone in the moment, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I either think I've told them or I won't think about it anymore. Yeah. So yeah. I completely forget. So I think texting as much as you can and be like, call me when you wake up and I tell you something or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Step number three, I think – you have to be really honest with each other on how you're feeling, especially if you're struggling to make time with each other. You need to properly, properly express how you're feeling and say, look, I am struggling trying to talk to you. I really want to, but it's hard to make time. Can we organize, you know, maybe we can't talk every day. Can we organize a time during the weekend or to properly have a chat for a few hours or something like that? You just need to be honest with each other because you both are, as we said, it feels like a breakup. You're missing each other a lot. So I guess emotions are, are heightened a lot. Yeah. Everyone gets a little bit sensitive when they miss someone. So be nice. <laughs> exactly. Cashew girlfriend. has been exactly. very... I've been a sensitive little uh, sausage. Yeah, Cashew's been very sensitive. I honestly have never seen her like this. So I've been a little bit scared. But because usually <laughs> I'm the emotional one and Cashew's being really emotional. And I'm just like, I just don't know how to deal with it. But I feel like I've tackled no, it really well. You have. You've been the best support, honestly. I Yeah. I have never never cried so much in my whole life. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. She was, like, talking to me. She's like, I'm going to start crying again. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't start crying. We just, when we started, when we when we got onto FaceTime to do the potty this morning, I was like, I was just crying. She was like, what? <laughs> At this point, I'm like, yep, true. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah true every day for us yeah, I'm just like not even surprised anymore which is super sad um and we're having a laughing about it but it's not really that funny <laughs> if you don't laugh you'll cry again so please keep laughing yes yeah, so let's keep laughing we don't want to cry guys moving on <laughs> oh my god imagine if I cried on the potty how fucking embarrassing <laughs> all right step number four this has been a big thing for me personally. Do not let FOMO get to you. I'm sure there's times where Liv has wished, you know, maybe she was exploring Paris with me or mm. running around the city or yep. going out or whatever. But there's definitely been times where, you know, I've seen her at home at the beach doing what we used to do together and I've wished that I was with her. But I think you just have to be happy for each other and know that you've chosen to do what you've chosen to do for a reason. Yeah, I agree. Like I I think you and I honestly just don't have a jealous jealous friendship which is just great all together I have exactly yeah I've always just been so happy for you through the whole experience obviously I have been missing you so much but I've never really expressed that to you too much because like I don't want I've just wanted you to make your own choices during the whole thing like I've never wanted my how much I miss you or my emotions to ever change what you want to do because I just feel like that's just mean if someone ever does that and honestly, guys, that sentence that Liv just said, get yourself a fucking best friend that supports you like that and, you know, puts you before them. And, you know, I've been doing that too. I've been trying my best anyway to not show my emotions, show how fucking crazy I'm missing her. But it's just one of those things you just have to be happy and supportive for each other 
from afar and continue that love, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's so different for you though, because you're the one that moved away. So like, it's normal for you to more express Mm. how much you're missing because you're missing home as well. Whereas like, I'm still at home in my comfortable bubble with everyone else, but it's like you that's gone. So it would be very selfish of me to be like, I miss you, come home or like do stuff like that. Cause that is just not fair. Mm. No. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, honestly, you have been the best through all of this. It's been amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is a counseling session. <laughs> we need to just calm down. This Legit. is a very serious topic. Too much pee-pee brain. And to wrap up our tips is just honestly being open and honest is the best way to keep a healthy friendship or relationship long distance because you know, friendship is still some sort of relationship and a key to any relationship is communication. So enough said. <laughs> exactly. Communication is key. King. I thought you were going to say king. You always say king. Oh, yeah. Communication is king. It's my little saying. That's your little saying. It. It's my little saying, boys. Well, that wraps us up for long distance, but we aren't mm-hmm. done yet. I want to hear some tips to move overseas from you because it is something when I first was going to move away, something that I was mm-hmm. looking for in potties because it's so, it's just not the same when you research online. You want to hear someone's real life experience of what's happened and get tips from them. So yeah, I, I agree. I we did a lot of research before coming here and I looked a lot online and the things you see online is quite black and white yes it's obvious what you need to do but when you hear someone's real life personal experience it helps Mm. so much more yeah because I think you say save money get a job find an apartment it's like obviously yeah but actually hearing how you do those things is so helpful it's so different so let's kick it off with money because that's a big thing Mm -hmm. uh save a fuckload that's all I've got to say I was a little bit of a silly billy and I assumed that I would get a job straight away, although it has been harder than I thought. Um, Groceries and transport are really fucking cheap in London anyway. Yeah. It's, you know, you can get a a tub of butter for a pound, so $2 Australian roughly, just under. Yeah. So, you know, things like that. It is is similar to Australia, but like a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, but renting and wages is the big problem. So renting is really expensive and the average wage is between 10 pound and 12 pound an hour. That's like a good wage. That is so so bad. That is fucking ridiculous. And that's, you know, grown people on 12 pound an hour, which is, you know, just over $20 an hour Australian, which is fucked up. Like, I don't understand how they do it, how they survive. No. So my biggest thing is literally if you're planning to move overseas, when you're at home, fucking be the stingiest person in the world. Be stingy. I'm I'm fucking, I'm passionate about this. Seriously, (laughs) save. Save your money. And... Come over here so you can actually enjoy it and you're not coming over here and trying to eat beans and toast for breakfast and lunch. Wise words from cashews. Save money. I wish I could tell myself this and go back in time. Wish I could listen to Lemmy. Save money. Oh, 
Yeah, let me did tell me this, guys, but I just didn't listen. So listen to me now. Listen, okay? yep. this is real proof. Save your money. Yeah, I'm about to be homeless, so save your money. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> so you said, you also said getting a job isn't as easy as you expected. I just assume mm-hmm. you go in and you just kind of hand your resume and is that not how it works anymore? I mean, it is, but... It is, there's so many people in this small area. So London is fucking tiny, but it is a big city. So it's, you know, so many fucking people all trying to get the job. So, sorry. I've said the F word so many times in the past minute. (laughs) There's so many different people competing for the same job. Yeah. Because we are Australian 90% of the time. The Londoners get the upper hand. Which the is Londoners. Not fair. <laughs> the Londoners. Honestly, they get the upper hand because they've lived here, they know the hustle, they know the transport, they're, you know, we kind of are new to the city, so yeah. it's obviously going to be better for the company to give someone that lives here already a job. Yeah. Um, I would suggest nanny jobs. They are huge over here and they're probably the easiest to get because there's so many nanny agencies that help you out. What you do is you FaceTime, call with the agency. They speak to you about the family. If they if they think you'll be right fit for the family, then you do a FaceTime call with the family, see how you go there. Mm. There's a few different sites that have been good. I found nannyjobs.uk is probably the best. They update you and email you about seven to eight times a day oh, with wow. new jobs, which has been awesome. That's so good. Yeah, but I personally think – you pro if you don't come over here like me with a lot of money, you'd probably need two jobs, especially if you're trying to travel Europe in the summer. Yeah, I and like isn't nanny jobs live in so you get accommodation at the same time? Yeah, honestly, I personally think nanny jobs would be the best and do all pair. If you are living in, you get a little bit less money, but obviously, usually that ninety percent of the time it's longer hours because you're living there. Yeah, right. so. It just saves a lot of hassles or you wouldn't have to work out how to pay bills. You're living with someone. You usually wouldn't have to pay for food. Mm. You're getting paid to live somewhere and just hang out with kids. So I personally think that would be the best job to do while you're living abroad. Yes, that's good because renting, I mean, being having any job that's lived in would just be such a bonus because renting is so expensive. Rent, Yeah, renting is ridiculous. And it's not even it's, – it's pretty similar to Australia, but it's – one of those things where there's that many people in the city so you're really really lucky if you get somewhere pretty quickly like it's Mm. it takes quite a while to actually find somewhere that you can afford plus you know not a thousand people going for the same place so it is a really tough renting housing crisis situation going on right now yeah when it comes to renting I Mm. do suggest living on the outskirts yeah so we've been living in this place called Erith. It's not literally we go into London and we talk to people and they ask us where we're living. Nobody has any fucking idea where it is. Oh. If you're on the outskirts, no one really knows this the areas, which is pretty weird. So yeah, about forty five minutes from central London, it is a lot cheaper. The transport is so easy. We from where we are right now, we get on one bus, which is about five minutes, straight to the train station, and that goes straight into central London. It's so easy. It feels a lot faster than 40 minutes because you're on this, you know, on trains and stuff. They go so yeah. quick. So I really suggest living on the outskirts. And it's really nice. It feels very homely. We're in a small town. It's 
not so hustle and craziness where and it's also mm. loud it's nice and peaceful it's beautiful yeah and you got you guys have been living in an airbnb which i feel like is a lot smarter in regards to bills and stuff yeah i don't know how it would be cost wise long term but personally it has been really great we don't have to pay for bills like electricity gas that stuff is really expensive at the moment We don't have to get Wi-Fi. There's a Mm. lot of things that you don't have to consider or try and work out. It's just a one upfront cost and you kind of – you pay for it before you get in there. So it's not like month on month, oh, I didn't get paid that much this month. I'm struggling. It's like if I can afford this now, I'm sweet for a whole month. So personally, Airbnbs have been amazing. Yeah, that's good. I When you said you were getting Airbnb, I was like, that's such a good idea because wouldn't you have to have – like how mm-hmm. you wouldn't even know how to pay a bill over there, bro. I don't even know how to pay a bill in Australia. <laughs> Actually, good point. Good point. You have their cash. <laughs> like seriously, seriously. Oh my gosh. So you would say where you're living is that like a safe? You would say that's a safe area to live in. Yeah, I have felt really safe here so far. You know, I've been going for walks by myself, which has been really nice to actually have some me time and feel safe. It's just a really small, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's country town, but it's feels like it has a country town feel to it. So we have been adventuring a lot around all the different little towns, central London and outskirts and all of that. And so far, Notting Hill has been my absolute favorite. It is so fucking cute. Another place that I really loved was Camden. It has the coolest little bars and it has a really cool food market. It is a really sick place. But I've heard that it's really, really, really sketchy. And a lot of people we were meeting, we were talking to everyone. Everyone was so lovely. We made so many friends in Camden. But everyone we met was saying, oh, be careful who you talk to. Everyone's really sketchy. Like, don't trust anyone here. But that was a place we've made the most friends so far. So it was really weird. I feel like that's also when you go out to like say Brisbane and it's really it's kind of sketch but like everyone's having such a good time I don't know what it is I think cause yeah. it's, just, it's the more relaxed part of the suburb so everyone's having fun totally I don't know no, it was it's really strange I was kind of on edge but then I would talk to everyone and everyone was so fucking nice I was kind of expecting the opposite but it was awesome it was so much fun oh I've really noticed that the difference between Australians and British people is Aussies will just kind of like be out and have like a general chit chat with you. Mm. You'll meet someone from here and I'm not kidding. You will know every single fucking detail about every part of their traumatic life. They spill everything to you. They give you all their details. You know, their dog's name, you know, their fish's name. They will fucking tell you the entire life story in about five minutes. Wow. Yeah, we're really like, oh, yeah, we're good. How are you, brother? Like, sweet. Let's go Mm. have a drink. Like, chill. Yeah. It's here. It's like, oh, my God, my ex broke up with me. I got stabbed. All this shit. Like, holy craziness. Jeez. Yeah, that is wild. I wouldn't even know how to respond to that. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go get a drink now. Bye. (laughs) Exactly. No, I was was sitting there like I was like felt like a counselor. I was like, oh, my God, and tell me how you felt about this. Like, keep going. It was really actually quite fun. Gosh. I can just imagine (laughs) Do you want to hear something fucking crazy? What? I almost got bashed by a Scottish chick. Yeah, what? I remember you saying something about this, but we didn't get into full combo because I think I went to bed. So we were out and we met this couple and they were from Scotland down for the weekend in London. They had a few drinks with us. We were getting along like really well. They were awesome. 
Then they said to us to go to the next bar, so we went with them. They had a fight on the way there Mm. because the chick got jealous that the boyfriend was talking to us too much, but we were just being friendly, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we go into the bar and he bought me a drink. We were at the bar together and he just paid for mine because he, like, tapping his card and he's like, I'll I'll just get hers too. Yeah. We were walking over and he goes, oh, my God, my girlfriend's watching. Don't tell her that I bought you that drink. And I was like, okay, yeah, no worries. She, as soon as I sat down, she goes, did he just buy you that drink? And I was like, oh, no, babe, I got it myself. Like, why is everything okay? You were good. And she goes, she, like, went really quiet. And then she looks she looks over to me and she goes, did you just say that I'm jealous? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, wait, what, babe? I asked if you're okay. Like, what, like, what the fuck? Kind of, like, got a bit scared. And then she was standing up over me going, what the fuck? Like yelling, going skits. Oh my God, bro. I was so scared. I thought I was going to die. I was like sitting there going, what do you mean? I just asked if you're okay. I'm so sorry. Like, please don't get mad at me. And then she started taking the piss and like joking around and she's going, oh, did you think I was getting mad at you? Like what? And then I just, I was like, okay, I don't know how to act. So I started joking back and I was like, you getting Larry with me, babe. You want to get Larry? You want to go out the front, darling? Like started <laughs> saying oh my that God. to her. And then we were joking. But then we were joking around and we were fine. So you just got to throw some aggression with some banter. Oh, uh, see, I wouldn't mix well. I would get myself in trouble so badly. Honestly, all I was thinking was I wish Lemmy was here to save me right now. Oh, I would probably wouldn't have ended that well, you know? Honestly, oh. no, I was that scared. <laughs> that was, that's the only time I've feared for my entire life here. Um, She was 18. I almost got bashed by an 18-year-old <laughs> Scottish bird. What the fuck? Oh, why are you calling the bird? That's giving me the ick. <laughs> so, guys, we have a very big announcement. You have a big um, announcement. Yeah, I am actually getting on a flight tomorrow and i'm coming home to australia oh my god i have been wanting to say it the whole episode because i'm was like we're talking about long distance and i'm going yeah and i can't say that (laughs) i honestly the first thing i have to say is i was honestly so surprised when you told me that you wanted to come home i literally prepared myself and Mm. i was like i'm never gonna see her again like, I've lost her to London. She's gone. <laughs> See ya. See you, brother. See you, brother. No, honestly, it has honestly been really, really fucking hard being here. My mental health has gone down big time. Yes, I do love London. I love, I've loved this experience, but my mental health always comes first to me personally. Yeah. And, and I have never, ever struggled so much in my entire life. You, you were saying to me how worried you were about coming home in a sense of like, you know, worrying about what other people think. And as we do as humans, we're always worried about what everyone else is thinking. But I think you should mm-hmm. honestly be so proud of yourself for even just like going over there in the first place. Not many people would even do that to start off with. Mm-hmm. And in the few weeks that, you know, ha- however long you were there you would have learned so much about yourself and how you react in certain situations and I feel like you won't realize until you get home how much you did grow because you react to certain situations differently because of this I think yeah oh no I totally agree and yeah my initial thought was oh my god I 
told everyone was moving and leaving and never coming back and whatever. And then, you know, I'm after three weeks of being here, I'm coming home. It's like, initially I did think, oh, it's so embarrassing, like blah, blah, blah. Mm. But now I've like thought about it a little bit more. That was just, you know, the first day I wanted to come home. That's what I thought. And now I'm like, I am so fucking proud of myself. I'm mm. doing, but like, you know, I'm making this decision based on putting my feelings and my emotions first. And you cannot, although this has been a dream of mine forever and I do want to pursue it and keep going and just push myself, your mental health always comes first. And I think if you're struggling somewhere, go back to your roots. For example, I'm going back home so I can go back and do the things that I love with the people that I love around me and have that support. It's just, it has been, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and just because you say it's been a dream of mine, you know, you'd never actually gone to the UK or London, so Mm. you weren't to know until you got there. And, I mean, you have a British passport, so you can go over there whenever you want and work. So there's no real pressure of having to stay there. Uh, Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And it's, it's one of those things that's like it was a dream of mine for as long as I can remember. And this is my thing. I'm like, what from this experience, what I would say to everyone is pursue your dreams always fucking go for it I'm so fucking happy I did it and I've come here yeah maybe London wasn't for me to live in but it has been an incredible experience I've pushed myself so hard I have experienced things that I would never experience if I didn't do this yeah I've spent a fuckload of money to struggle and be yeah to be honest pretty sad the whole time but it's one of those things it's like the things that you do that hard and in the, in the moment you grow the most out of exactly right Kasia as soon as you step out of your comfort zone you instantly grow like no matter what it is so small but you'll instantly grow yeah exactly and I just I know personally if I was to stay here and keep struggling mentally I would end up hating London and I don't want that to happen because it is an incredible city I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and shit on London I've had an incredible time the people are amazing. It's beautiful. It's so close to Europe. It's in, it's just incredible. Yeah. There's not one thing that I can pinpoint on to why I'm hating it. Mm. But honestly, two days of being here, I knew that I wanted to come home. It was just something. It's just, I don't know. I Yeah. yeah. It's just. I can't figure out what it is and I've been trying to work it out. It's just not mm. for me, to be honest. Well, yeah, that's it. You don't have to figure it out and there doesn't have to be a reason. Like you, your gut mm. is telling you something and we're like, I'm the biggest advocate for gut feelings. And if your gut's telling you something, it's just not for you. Like there doesn't have to be a certain reason or a, a why to any of it. Yeah, exactly. No, it's just, you know, I put myself out there. I did this thing that I've always wanted to do. I fucking, I've done it. And I've, I can say that I've done it. And I have I have lived in London for three weeks, all crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've been to Paris now. Like there's so many things that have come out of this, but yeah, pretty much I'm coming home to give my Lemmy Gal a snuggle because long distance sucks dick. I know. I honestly just was like, (laughs) oh, she's saying it, but I don't know. And then when you messaged me yesterday, like I booked a flight. I was like, oh shit. Like two days, three three days. (laughs) I've been wanting to book my flight two days after getting here. I wanted to book my flight home. Mm. Um, but I was like, no, you need to go at least travel to one European country while I'm here. Yeah. I need to stick it out. I need to see as much as London as I can. Like we've been adventuring around quite a lot to see if there's any areas that we have loved. Yeah. Um, 
but honestly, it's the same feeling throughout. Mm. So I literally booked my flight two days ago and I fly out tomorrow. So I'm coming home, baby. So what time do you actually fly out tomorrow, your time in London? I fly out 9 a.m. in London. On Friday. On Friday. And I get home 7 a.m. on Sunday. I have a 14-hour stopover in Dubai, mm. which I'm not going to lie, I'm fucking terrified about. Yeah. And traveling by yourself is really scary, guys. Yeah, I think it – but it'll be an experience. And Dubai will be amazing. And I think Dubai is really safe, so I wouldn't – I think you'll be all right in Dubai. If it was anywhere else, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there was another flight, and it was an 11-hour stopover in China, and I was just a bit worried because the yeah, no. I know it's not such a huge airport, so there wouldn't be that many you know, Australians traveling through and things like that. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just traveling by yourself. I'm, I'm actually excited to see what I will learn from the next few days of traveling by myself, and I think it's an eight-hour flight to Dubai, and then a 14-hour stopover, and then a 14-hour flight home. So it's yeah, going to be a right. very... Very big few days of traveling, yeah, all by myself. But I'm excited for the journey and the adventure, and see what I learn, and see if I meet anyone. Yeah, I feel like it'll be it'll be some good new time before you get home as well. I feel like you've it's much needed for you. Oh my before. god! Oh, I need some personal me time yeah. so badly, bro. <laughs> so yeah, so well, that's, that's the big news. That's the big news. I mean, I'm excited to not record <laughs> separately anymore because. It was like, you know, it's had no. it's had its struggles and you guys know that we've had a few difficulties with the whole recording separate and things like that and we've tried yeah, our best. sound and everything. Yeah, we've tried our best to work on it, but obviously there is only so much you can do with the resources that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's about to change. So I'm very excited. Me too. PP's about to up its game again and I'll be in a better mental state as well. So I think the episodes will be better. Yeah. I'm just fucking very excited. Yeah, me too. Oh, okay. Well, that's been that's been a good ep. I feel like you've covered everything you've learned while you've gone. We know you're coming home. And, I mean, the next time we're recording, we're going to be together. Oh, I do. <laughs> I'm so excited. I just – I want to wrap this episode up by saying fucking follow your dreams and go for it because you're always going to learn something, even if it doesn't turn out the way you expected it to be. You still have to fucking chase your dreams. And I love you all so much. And thank you for supporting me through this crazy life little adventure that I've been on. And, yeah, I love you guys all so much. And thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you when we're together next week. Ah, so excited. You can find us at Pretty Poison Pod on Instagram, where we'll be posting all of our question boxes each week so you guys can get involved in our conversation. Most importantly, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other platforms that will be listed in our description below. Bye, babies. Bye.